0: Let's pray. Father God, just want to lift this time to you now. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you've been here the whole time. And now as we look into your word, I pray you will speak to us, give us ears to hear what you're saying. Take, Lord, what I've prepared and speak through it, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Right, three weeks ago, just three weeks ago, seems like ages ago, it was Easter. And uh, we were celebrating Easter and the joy of Jesus' resurrection and the joy of six baptisms. But then we get back into normal routine and tend to forget that between Easter and Christ's ascension, when he returned to be at his father's right hand, there were 40 days when he was appearing to his disciples in his resurrected body, talking to them, equipping them to continue the work he'd started, building the kingdom. Some of the appearances are recorded in the Gospels, many are not. We're just told that he appeared many times. And I don't know about you, but I just wish a few more were down there because I think it must have been so exciting. And if only we knew a bit more, but we just have to trust that what's in the Bible is what God needs us to know. Some of the appearances are, that are recorded are from Easter Day. First, we have the women who come to put spices on the body. They find the stone, a stone rolled away and are told by angels that Jesus is not there, he is risen. They run to tell the disciples and in Matthew's account, Jesus appears to them on their way and they worship him. In John's Gospel, we read, that Mary Magdalene stayed at the tomb weeping and sees someone she assumes to be the gardener through her blurry, tear-stained eyes until he speaks her name. Instantly, she recognises the Lord. I'm reminded that Jesus says his own know his voice, just as sheep know their shepherd's voice. Mary recognized his voice. In Luke's gospel, we read of an amazing encounter with Jesus when two of his followers were walking to Emmaus. It's in Luke chapter 24. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there in the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people but our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning and they came back with an amazing report they said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to, to see, and sure enough his body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on But they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? What an incredible story. Strange, isn't it? They were kept from recognizing Jesus right at the beginning. God stopped them recognizing him. And I was thinking, I wonder why But maybe it was so that Jesus had the chance to explain to them from the scriptures the truths about himself. They eventually do recognise him as he blesses and breaks the bread. So as he said the blessing, they would have been in an attitude of prayer too. And as they prayed, they saw Jesus. In John, we read what happened that evening. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he shown, showed them the wounds in his hands and sighed. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. This same gathering is mentioned at the end of the account in Luke that we were just reading, when the two disciples were joined by Jesus on the Emmaus road. Let's pick up where we left off. It says, Within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. The whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened, he asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands, look at my feet. You can see that it is really me. Touch me and make sure that I'm not a ghost, because ghosts don't have bodies, as you see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. And Jesus then went on to unlock to all of them the scriptures. And it says that their minds were opened to understand the scriptures. Amazing meetings with Jesus. John tells us this gathering is behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. Pretty understandable, I would think, after all that has happened over those last few days but I wonder, what are they doing? What are they doing meeting together? What are they doing when they're behind these locked doors? Comforting each other? Weeping with each other? After all, they've lost their leader and their really good friend. They're probably talking over and over what happened, maybe trying to understand, work out what now? What are we gonna do? What's next? I'd like to think that they would have been praying together as well. Asking God for help. For understanding. Asking God, what do we do now? And as they were gathered and possibly praying, Jesus appeared in the room. They saw Jesus And then as he talked with them, explaining the scriptures, they got to know him even more, to understand his calling better, to understand scripture better. Their faith grew. And as I said at the start, they were then equipped by Jesus to continue the work of spreading the good news. As they prayed... They saw Jesus. Wow. Pentecost will be with us soon, when we remember the Holy Spirit being given to the disciples as they met together. And this time we're definitely told they are praying. We'll look at the events of Pentecost more fully on Pentecost Sunday, which is the 5th of June. But for today, I want to note that this amazing event happened as they were praying. And they had a a dramatic and, and transforming encounter with God, the Holy Spirit. And as Florin said last week, Peter stands up after that event and gives the best sermon that's ever been preached. And again, we'll look at that when it comes to Pentecost. But he was transformed as a character on that day. As they prayed, Amazing things happened. And that can be true for us too. As we pray, we see Jesus. Maybe not in the flesh, but we get to know him more. And the more we pray, the more we get to know him. And if we learn to listen as we pray, we start to recognise his voice to know when he places thoughts in our heads that these thoughts are from him. And we start to see him at work in our lives. And he helps us understand the Bible. And as we read that, we learn more of him and his will for us. Do you want to see Jesus? Pray. Pray and pray some more. Do you want amazing things to happen? Pray. We're at, at an important place in the life of Adelston Baptist Church. Ben has left. What do we do now? We need to know what's next. What better way to find out than to Pray. As a leadership team, we've decided it would be really good to have continuous prayer going on. So we thought we would have a sign-up sheet where you sign up for a time slot or slots and you promise that you will pray for ABC at some point in that time slot each week. No one will be checking up on you, don't worry. It's just a helpful way to remind ourselves to pray Um, Because I know it's really easy to say, yes, I'll pray at such and such time. And then you totally forget. So if you've signed up, it's sort of, I don't know, does for me. If I've signed my name somewhere, it makes me think, oh, I must remember to do that. So on the wall down there, there's a sheet. The time slots are three-hour slots. You're not expected to pray continuously for three hours. Just at some point in that time slot. I've done it from 7 in the morning till 10 at night haven't done it over the night time if that suits you to pray then don't feel that you don't you're not allowed to pray for abc overnight but i just thought that was that was um the best thing to do so if you would like to sign your name up i'm going to send an email out as well to those who aren't here so that um, and we'll keep talking about it so that in the end hopefully it would be really good to have at least one name in each time slot so that we know throughout the day every day of the week. For as many weeks as we feel we need to keep this going, ABC is being prayed for. If, um, sorry, and then we're also going to, I'm going to send out um, a topic on what we feel we're going to pray, we need to pray for. And um, this week, I think the topic should be the leadership. We are meeting on Tuesday for a deacon's meeting, and uh, we need so much to be in tune with God and to know what God is telling us or leading us into so this week I think the the emphasis should be pray for the leadership and I will send out um, an email on a fellowship email each week telling you what the prayer topic is and uh, we'll try to get it on the screen that rolls around first thing while we're eating breakfast and uh, if you're not on the email list and want to be, do see Brian and he can get you added on. But we'll do our best to make sure that whether you're on the email list or not, there will be a way you will get to know what we are praying for that week. And if you feel like fasting on the day you've signed up to pray for, um, that would be great. It's a sign of our commitment to God. Fasting is going without something, usually food, but doesn't have to be. You could fast one meal, or half a day, or a whole day, or you could perhaps give up using your phone for a time, or some treat that you usually have. I find that fasting is a way of focusing my mind. And particularly when I've given up food for the day, whenever I get hungry, I remember um, Mike Barnard many years ago saying that, Your tummy rumbles and it reminds you to pray. So that's um, really helpful. Don't feel you have to fast, but if you feel like fasting, it's it's special. So as I said, it would be really good to have this time covered in prayer. So let's see, by next week, maybe we'll have a name in each time slot. And we'll know... That ABC is being lifted before the mighty God of thro- throne of God. Sorry, continuously through the week. And listen, make time to listen. Prayer is two-way. Maybe God will give you a word, or a picture, or lead you to a verse of Scripture. Let us know if there's anything that we can share. It's going to be an exciting time in the life of our church and we will grow together. And just as the disciples met the risen Jesus when they prayed, I pray that in this we as a fellowship will have encounters with him. So let's pray. Let's pray for leading and guiding. Pray we hear his voice. Let's pray now. Father God, thank you that we have this way of connection with you. That you didn't just leave us to get on with everything, but you are willing to be in conversation with us. And indeed you long to hear from us. So we thank you for the stories from when Jesus rose from the dead of people meeting with you and that blesses our heart but we want to see you as well we want to know you better so will you help us to get to know you more as we pray more and more and as we pray for ABC will you guide us into what we are to be doing in the weeks to come and into Um, finding and leading us to the person that you want to come and take over the ministry in this church. And so this morning we, we lift our prayers to you and we lift our hearts to you. We thank you that we know you are the God of this church. This is your church, not our church. And we give you our praise now. In Jesus' name, amen.